I think that's extremely important for any entrepreneur. If you're starting a business, what problem are you solving? You know, what, what, what are you doing for the community? What is your why? What is the reason more than money? Because it has to be more than that in order for you to go when it's dark. When yeah. the business doesn't look good, when you don't want to wake up, when you need money in other places, like, what is your why? And, and my why for the business was so much more important and bigger than what his was, which, which was money, yeah. that now, you know, three years later, you understand why I'm the one that's running the business and he's not. For so. sure. And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepless for Suckers himself, David Shands. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast. Where we interview amazing people, man. I get, uh, I built a career of highlighting black people. It's not even all black. It just seems like all black. I think we don't like they would name, label us a black podcast, which I'm okay with. Mm-hmm. But um, it just happened to be all my friends black and doing right. excellent things. Nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah, nothing wrong it's with that. It's just a part of what happens when you put yourself around people that look like you, talk like you, act like you. That's and a they- fact successful. So. That's a fact. Oh, I, got, I do got to ask this question because we talked about it earlier. Do you be doing the Russian roulette credit card thing with Neil and him? No, nah, not with them. <laughs> 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 I've done it before, but it was with my my less um, expensive friends. I was talking yeah, to him. Nah. I was talking to him and uh, actually I had him like talking on a podcast where they be doing a little... Nah. Would you though? No, no. So, so imagine no. this. Imagine <laughs> no. this. We're all out to dinner. And you think about it, it ain't it ain't like any anybody's like hurting like that. We all out yeah. to dinner, and yeah. Mister Two Weeks Out says, "Yo, let's do it." Now it's like, all right, everybody put their card in. Hand. Everybody does it, and you sit there. What would yeah. you do? I would sit there. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you put your card in there. You gotta understand that they be ordering like gold burgers, like they be ordering stuff that's so unnecessary. But yeah, so that's how they eat. They eat in bulk. Like he told told the story how he he spent he 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 wasn't even supposed to go to dinner with them or whatever, but he came and he he wasn't hungry because he already ate. He was like, "I'm just gonna come kick it," and he ate half a burger. That the burger was thirty bucks. He had a half a burger. He was like, "All right, let's do it." He lost. Yep, and had to pay fifty. He's like fifty two hundred dollars or something like that. Bro, like when I think about what I could have did with that money instead of feeding these men. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm good. You know what the thing is, though? And I, what, my, my point was, I would have to do it, though. Yeah. Because that's the circle. And I, and I was like, yo, what yeah. if I didn't, right? I was like, would you invite me to the next dinner? He's like, yes, probably of, not. Of course they would. Of course they would. Because half of the dinners we go to, somebody pays without us knowing anyway. That's a fact. Like, we went to breakfast at Barney's and... I'm trying to pull out my card and it was already paid for. Right. So, so, you, would, so you would, you would, bro, you would throw your card I mean, hat. It would depend on where we're at. <laughs> like, I, I'm not hurting for it, but I just think of the things I could have done with the money. That's yeah. really what it's about. I'm going to start asking everybody. I'm going to ask every guest that question. Like, <laughs> I just, yo, yeah, but the good news is, I feel like I just got good luck, too. Yeah. See, I and have I bad luck, so. I'm saying I just not. You want to do that later, Eric? What's up? You with it? Yo, you had a bad. <laughs> you sweating bullets though, depending on where we at. So you got an extra car. You got Now you got it. You in there? Once you lose, once you win once, it becomes addicting. So you it, you're gonna get caught up eventually, but people don't know when to stop. Yeah. And the first time I ever did it, I paid. So you did do it. I've done it before with my less expensive friends. Oh gosh. Like it's like a Chick Fil A kind of thing. Like oh yeah, I got this. But y'all going to STK and Fogo? I'm like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> well, uh, today we have a, another amazing guest, and uh, 
uh, a gentleman I definitely consider my friend. Just give me advice, give me game, and a mentor. Mm, I've never heard you say that before. On the clothing side, right? So I I was doing well in clothing. And really, you know what's so cool? I really get to talk to all the people that impact my life Mm, on a public platform and let people hear the conversations that we had. Yeah. Um, Because you've, you know, I'm in my T-shirt brand. I think the most I've made in a year, a few hundred thousand, Mm -hmm. right? But um, you've, you've done your first seven figures on a Black Friday. Yeah. On Black Friday, the weekend. The weekend, the weekend of Black Friday, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm watching some of y'all moves, and um, it's really, really impressive, bro. Thank you, I it's appreciate really it. Impressive to know the people that's behind this major brand. Y'all got a major company, bro. Man, it's it's crazy you say that because I don't feel like it's major, and maybe because I'm in it. You know, when you're in something, a lot of times you Your don't. Your clothes you can't were on it. NBA 2K. What are you talking I about? I get bro? it. I get it. But who does that? <laughs> but there's other brands on there as well. <laughs> like who? I mean, Nike. You know. <laughs> <laughs> like there's some Nike. other smaller clothing brands that are on there. I don't really know all the names of them, but you know, I feel like we're only operating about ten to fifteen percent of our capacity. Mm. So because I feel like that. All of these things are just stepping stones to lead us to the ultimate goal of being the biggest brand possible. Mm-hmm. And so I'm comparing myself to Nike's, Adidas, these companies. I'm not comparing myself to God as though Mifflin. Like, not to say they're not good companies, but I'm, I'm trying to be like the best. And the people who are coming up with us, they're doing amazing, but that's not my standard of thinking. So people say we're big. Well, we're big to, you know, our people, but are we big to like the world? You know what I'm saying? So that's when I, when you say that, that's what, that's but what I think of. you are big to the world, bro. Like, I'm seeing like music videos, TV <laughs> yeah. shows, like every every celebrity is wearing yeah. your apparel. Yeah. Yo, you're always gonna feel like you're operating at 10 to 15% of your capacity. Yeah, that may be true. Always. That may be true. Like, think about when you first, what year did you first start? Technically, or like when we really started going ham? When you started, technically started. Technically, 2012. 2012, you had the idea. If Correct. 2012, you looked at where you are today, you would say, yo, oh, man. if I had celebrities and basketball players wearing my... Oh, you'd yeah. be like, yo, yeah. that would be it. If I, if in 2012, you showed me this version of myself, I would have been like, I'm good for life. Oh, 100%. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I thought wealth was $100,000 a yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, I think we all did. I mean, just to make that amount of money seemed unrealistic and unachievable. Yeah. But then once you achieve it, now you can't go any less than that. Sure. So once the, I remember Justin, we had a conversation. It was like, how can we make $5,000 a month? Like, that was a real actual conversation we had. Like, how do we get this to 5000 Then we hit 5000 Like, all right, can we make twenty? How do we get twenty? Okay, now And now if we don't make at least 500 a month, we're like, who's, who's getting fired? And so it's one of those things where... We've been able to, to grow the business. $500,000 a month yeah. is a bad month? We should, we should always be doing more than that. Every month. Every month. Because you have to think, if we're releasing one item a month, let's just say one item, one selection of items, most of our releases do about 40 to 100K in a day. So if you just marketing, branding, influencers, you add that. T-shirts and hats and shorts and stuff? That's all you need. It's not even about that. I tell people all the time, we're not selling... We're selling t-shirts, hats, and sh- that's that's not what we're selling though. We're selling HBCU culture. We're selling being a part of our community, and that's why we make so many sales. Not because anybody can make a t-shirt. Any, anybody can make this. This is not 
it's not anything special in that in that regard, but it's how we market and promote it. And if you look at our social media, it's all information, information, game, 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 information, and then, oh, hey, we have a shirt if you want it, but you don't have to buy it. We're not selling to people. We're building a community, and they decide to buy because they're a part of our community. Wow. So. Golly. I, I didn't know it was that big, bro. Yeah, it's, it's doing pretty well. Yeah, pretty well. It's doing pretty well. Hey, that's 10% of your capacity. Like, I'm, God. But listen, there's... You know, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. I think if you ask whoever... I don't know who owns Nike now. Does Phil Knight still own Nike? I don't know. But you, if you ask that person, they probably say, oh, I'm about 10, 15% of my... Yeah. Yeah, but I think yeah. I like that mindset from you, though. You got to stay hungry. Um, I think a lot of times people make it to a certain capacity and then get complacent and start to relax and ease up. And I want to always keep going hard. But then there's also a lot of opportunities that I want that we can't get to yet. And that's what reminds me that I'm not where I want to be. What are these opportunities? So I'll give you a perfect example. I want to do a partnership with Barnes & Noble. I'm sorry, real quick. Yeah. Say your name. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be getting so I'll be so into the car. I forget that there are people who yeah. may not know you. Yeah, so, yeah, for sure. Okay, introduce yourself real quick. Yeah, so my name is Corey Arvinger. Um, I serve as one of the CEOs of a company called Support Black Colleges, and we focus on getting our black kids back to our black schools. So, mm. just me. So you're, okay, I got a, I got a question, but yeah. finish what you were saying, because I have a question based on what you just said. For sure. So one, one of the people or one of the companies I want to work with is Barnes & Noble's. And the reason why is if you do your research, Barnes & Noble's bought over 80% of the HBCU bookstores. So they actually own really? the bookstores on HBCU campuses. So if we can get into those bookstores, think about how much legwork we don't have to do. There's tours every day. There's homecomings. There's events. Our stuff is in the bookstore, and people naturally go to the bookstore to buy. So I need that in there so that we can just consistently get sales, and we can reach people without having to do any marketing, any branding, because people are going to go anyways. And so you think there's 107 HBCUs. There's probably Barnes & Nobles on 50 to 60 campuses. I mean— we get a, a purchase order of, you know, 300 hoodies from each, 400 shirts, 200 hats. I mean, that adds up very quickly. And then during homecomings and times like that, they just ramp it up extremely because there's so many people going to come. And so that's just like one of the plays. There's like 10 to 15 companies just like that that we want to work with. And if you look at that on a large scale, then we're not making any money because you could do one purchase order from Barnes & Nobles and make 500, 600, 700,000. So... Mm. That's when I, when I say that, that's the kind of things I'm thinking about. Not necessarily customer to customer, but business to business. Gotcha. Okay, I got a tough conversation for you. Okay. Because you said the goal is getting us back into school. Yes. You believe in college, bro? Um, I do believe in college. I believe in HBCUs. I don't believe in all college. But, but I believe in HBCUs. Even HBCUs, it's the same model of... It's the same model, yes, from an educational standpoint, but not yeah. from a lifestyle and networking standpoint, in my personal opinion. Explain. So you can go to a great school. You can go to Duke. You can go to Stanford, Harvard. You can go to any of those schools. And you'll have a certain kind of network that you have because you went there. Hey, I'm a Stanford grad. Oh, me too. You know, certain mm -hmm. conversations happen. It's one thing to say that you went to Howard. I went to FAM. I went to Clark Atlanta, Spelman, Morehouse. It's, Alabama it's A&M. Alabama A&M. Alabama State. my school, Tuskegee. Brother. Winston State, but you see Winston how who? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the Rams, but it's it's just different. Like, and it's one of those things. I look at it just like as if you know we hanging out with our group of friends, our CEOs, and there's another CEO that comes, and you like, hey, I respect you. I see what you're doing. I know what you've been through. I know your process. That's how it is when I see somebody from HBCU. So even though the education from a from a teaching and learning standpoint might be similar, 
I'm talking about the experiences that I have when I've been there. So like we do something at Howard called a purge. They don't do it anymore. They used to do it. It's basically when you don't have enough money for school, your account gets dropped and you have to leave the school. Mm. It's, it's bad. Like it, it happened to me. You anybody from HBU can relate to that. And that's like you didn't graduate. I didn't graduate. That makes me feel more comfortable. I didn't that was graduate. My next question. I was going to ask you. I only yeah. went for two years. Am I still like? And I'll tell you why. I'll tell you my story. This is this is actually very important to why I am where I am in life today. So my sophomore year of Howard at Howard University, I was going to the cafeteria, going to swipe my card. Mind you, I am a very avid calf dweller. Mm. Right? I can't cook. I don't have any. Oh, I don't have bro, the microwave. Like I, I depend, never miss that I window depend on the calf. Yeah. Like I will not go to class and go to the calf. <laughs> so I swipe, and I know all the ladies by name the, mm. who work the desk because I'm a social person. So hey, Miss Audrey, I'm giving hugs, all of that. And I said my card. She's like, "Where your card? You know, it's not working. But go ahead in because I know you have an account. But go ahead in and get this fixed ASAP." Uh, cool. I went to all eat. How they had that feeling, man. Listen, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm gonna eat and then I'm gonna move on. All right. So I went to eat, and then I went to the A building after, and the lady's like, Corey, um, I don't know if you know, but your account has been dropped. And I'm like, what, you, what, do you, what does that mean? Like, what do you mean dropped? So, like, I'm, like, no longer in the system. So I'm like, so, like, I was, like, vice president of my class for the School of Business. Dang. I was, like, the president of my dorm. I was, like, doing a lot of stuff. I was throwing parties. I'm like, what does that mean for me? Because I'm doing too much for this campus for y'all to let me go, Right. So I'm like having this conversation, trying to figure out what this means. Apparently, there was a um, grant that I was supposed to get approved for and a loan that I didn't get approved for, but I never got updated about it. Mm. So I'm out here living recklessly, not understanding that my account is in trouble. And I, I wasn't worried about it because I didn't know. Yeah, that's crazy because uh, not no shade, <laughs> but I guess all HBCUs are the same. <laughs> it's always some weird financial aid. <laughs> it's always Listen. some weird financial Yo, that is the worst place to go to, the financial aid office. Yeah, it's tough. In HBCU, man. It's we need tough. To, we need to fix that. But we though. say it's a part of the a growing process. It's a part of the Because you learn so much. Because that's that's how real life can be if you don't pay your bills. It, it's, it's similar. It's so I'd rather learn that lesson when I got a little safety net versus yeah. at my age. That's real. But long story short, I ended up having to leave campus and it was a tough time for me. Could, I, could you imagine being the president of this, throwing parties, knowing everybody on campus to like literally, like what am I supposed to be doing? How much did you have to pay? I had to pay $14,000. Why don't you just figure out a plan to get to $14,000? So this is where the story comes in. So I was at home. First, first of all, they kicked me out of my dorm, but I stayed there for a few extra months. Why or how? Just understand that the, the, the benefit of relationships is extremely important. Oh, for sure. So the person who ran my dorm, I had brought him snacks plenty of times. I had got him some fruit from the calf. Like, we was cool. So he was like, well, I'm going to let you stay in here as long as they're not fulfilling the room. Mm -hmm. So as long as nobody stay in the room, he let me stay. So I got away for a few months, and I was still going to class. I, I didn't want people to know that I had failed, essentially. Really? So I was still going to class. A lot, my teachers didn't know, because teachers just don't, they don't know yeah. that. until so they try to put grades in the system, and they realize that, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But I still went to class. I'm like, in my mind, I wasn't out of school yet. I was kind of just like, whatever. I was still trying to figure out how to do it. But I think me being able to stay on campus kind of hurt me because it, it wasn't real for me yet. Mm. The day that they made me leave my dorm, oh, it became real very fast. Because I'm like, do I go to North Carolina? Do I go? Like, I didn't know where to go. Wow. Long story short, I had to go back to North Carolina. <laughs> and I was, uh, I was very depressed. Like, it was like, I didn't know what to do. College was... My only plan. I thought that was the way to go. That's the only way you can be successful. And so um, I got home and I was talking to my best friend one day. And he was like, Corey, you have, at this time, I was, I was on Twitter really heavy. Mm -hmm. I didn't have an Instagram yet. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it was even out. But um, I have 4,000 followers on, on Twitter. Mm -hmm. 
That was good. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so, you know, I'm always tweeting just... What year is this? This is 2011, 2012. Mm. And so he was like, Corey, you need to like find a way to raise money on your social media. Mind you, GoFundMe and all that wasn't a thing yet. Right. Like that wasn't popularized. So I Googled how to like crowdsource, which I didn't know what that even mm. meant. But I found this company called Fundraiser. It was F-U-N-D, like R-Z-R, something mm. like that. And so I'm like, okay, I can, I can put up a cause and I can make money based off of my cause. But I'm like, so when I was like playing with, I'm like, this doesn't look attractive to me. Mm. And so I'm like, well, let me get on YouTube and figure out how to make a website. Went on YouTube University and I figured out how to make a website and I figured out how to record videos and I figured out how to do all this stuff. And so I used my resources and I came up with this campaign called Four for 14,000. And this is how the campaign started. In my mind, I said, if you can pay $4 for Starbucks, if you can pay $4 for McDonald's, if you can pay $4 for any little minuscule thing, you can pay $4 for education. Mm. That was literally my, my basis. And I said, if all my followers gave me $4, I could get $14,000. That was my only, that, that was just all I thought about. It was nothing else. So then I started this little campaign and I promoted it on my Twitter. And I remember the first person who purchased the $4, who, who gave money, and it was this girl named Maxine Shaw. I'll never forget it because... Like, how do you forget? Like, oh, yeah, that was, it, it was she was on Living Single. Yeah, no, no, not, not that Maxine Shaw. That was Maxine Shaw, Attorney yeah, yeah, Law. You know what yeah, I mean? I remember yeah. that. But she purchased, and she was like, hey, Corey, you're such a viable asset to the Howard University community. We don't want to see you leave. And that was all I needed to turn on what now was like my entrepreneurial spirit, but I didn't know that at the time. And it listened to me, and I was like, now that one person has purchased, I'm, I'm entitled to at least serve her to the best of my ability. Mm. And so as other people started to purchase, there was more reason for me to go harder, go harder, go harder. So long story short, I was doing this campaign for a few months. And it was going well. It has ebbs and flows. Sometimes I got a lot of money. Some people donated 20, 30, whatever. Mm. And I remember I was at a standstill and um, we went to church that Sunday and uh, I was in church with my mom. And you know how sometimes when you're going through something, churches really just say the right stuff. It's like, <laughs> it's like, it's like the pastor like looked on your Twitter and saw what you were talking about and was like, yeah, I got something for you this Sunday. And so they were like, um, there's somebody in the audience that um, needs something today. Like you've been fighting, you've been working hard to reach this goal, but you're just, it's something that's stagnant with it. And so they were like, put an offering in that symbolizes what you need. I needed $14,000. I couldn't put that in, obviously. But I had $140. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm going to put $140 in. I'm a touch and agree. My mom and my sister, they were on, you know, they say when two or more uh, touch hands in, in Greece, it'll come to pass. I said that all wrong, but yeah, I guess you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Touch and agree is when some people touch. You got the terms. <laughs> so, so we did that and uh, I prayed on it. And literally 14 days later, I got a call from uh, MTV. Mm. literally 14 days later. I can't make this up. So I gave $140. 14 days later, this happened. And they were like, hey, Corey, we heard about your story. At the time, I didn't know how they heard. I found out later on. But we heard about your story. How did you hear about it? There was a guy at Howard that was interning for MTV that told him about it. Wow. That I did. That we weren't even like tight like that. Like that was my homie. It was like somebody that you always speak to when you see. That, and that's the benefit of like just being a good person and speaking to folks. Mm. But you must have told the story really well on the, I did. the fundraiser. So I was writing a, a long paragraph and I realized that no one's reading all this. So then that's when I learned how to make a video. I said, I learned how to record videos. Mm. So I just told my story in video. Mm. And so I'm like, what's going on? My name is Corey. I do this, 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 this. I can't go to school. Like, you know, I was like, really, I was into it. I had a little button up on, like I was really about it. I can probably find it. It's probably somewhere mm. on online. But, um, 
He ended up telling MTV about it. They they featured my story. Cool. I got a large influx of, of money. Mm. Um, I don't remember the exact number. A few thousand, though. Mm. But I was still, like, a few thousand away. Like, I was, I was a good, you know, eight, nine thousand away still. But I had raised a good amount of money in yeah. a few months. So, literally, I'm, like, still praying. I'm, like, come on, God. Like, please give me back. I was trying to make it back before the next semester. It, I wasn't gonna, it wasn't gonna happen, but I thought I could do it. Mm. And so I'm pushing hard. Then 14 days after that, the MTV people called me again and said, that story did so well, we want to interview you in person. So I'm like, Dang. oh, bet. So I, I'm thinking, you know, this is cool. It's gonna be like kind of the same as the last one. I'm gonna get a little more because I have my face in it now. It's not just an article. And um All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required. Access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. They flew me out to D.C. We filmed on Howard's campus. Uh, Sway Calloway interviewed me. Mm -hmm. Um, and we did like walked around campus. They had me staying in the Omni. I thought, man, I was trying to order room service. I was, <laughs> I was, I was like, I'm gonna take advantage of this yeah, because I don't sure. know if I'm gonna get back to school. Long story short, I did a, I did an interview with Sway. We walked around the campus. At the end of the interview, he was like, "Come here, Corey. Let's go in this one more room. Let's sign some paperwork, and we'll get you out of here." I'm like, "Cool." I walk in the room. My mom's there. Mind you, she wasn't with me on the trip. Mm. All my friends and family from college, I'm talking, it's like 10, 15 people in there, my direct best friends from mm. college. And they're like, surprise. And I, it's so funny, I told mom this. I thought I won a car. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but for some reason, I was like, I want a car. <laughs> Mind you, I need money for school. But for some reason, I thought I won a car. I wasn't disappointed when I found out I didn't. Right. But they're like, surprise, welcome back, Corey. And I'm like, what? And then, like, you're coming back to school. Oh, wow. So then he bought this big checkout, and it was uh, for $12,000. And literally gave me a check $12,000. And so I had already raised, like, $8,000 myself. Mm. And so they gave me a check for $12,000. And the first thing that came to my mind was, why didn't you do this for me before? <laughs> so I didn't have to do all of this, right? Yeah. I mean, I was grateful, but I'm but like— it was because you did all of it this. It was because I did the work, yeah. and people saw what I was doing, and it's like, it's no way we can let this kid go because of what he's yeah. doing. But it's not over yet. 
They gave me the check. I'm overwhelmed. I, when I see my mom, I'm already like emotional because that's like my, my support system. So I'm already emotional. And then literally they're like, we got one more surprise. So I'm like, all right, this is the car. This, this is the car. For sure the car. This is the car for sure. There's no, <laughs> no question. And on the screen comes Usher. And I'm like, okay. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I'm like, so then I knew what the message was for me because he said, hey, what's up, Corey? I heard about your journey trying to get back to Howard. I'm like, oh yeah, this is really for me. And that's just one of my favorite artists. Mm. I don't know who, how they knew that, but um, he gave me this little message and it was amazing. And then they matched the $12,000. So they gave me an extra $12,000. Wow. So I actually had $24,000 and I had already raised $8,000 myself. Yeah. And so long story short, I made it back to school and um, you know, the rest is kind of history. Hold on, you still didn't graduate? Still didn't just graduate. Ungrateful, bro. Still didn't yeah. graduate. Wow, <laughs> damn TV. I'm like, yo, get my money back. Yeah, you. So wait, wait. Let me tell you how the rest of the story went. If I was Usher, I'm like, bro, give <laughs> my money back, bro. So mind you, when I went back to school, everything was perfect. Like I was doing what I was supposed to do. I, there was a lady in the financial aid office that said they will never let that happen to me again. One of the ladies who presented the check will make sure you're good for the rest of your time. I'm like, cool. That lady actually ended up leaving the end of that year. And the person who fulfilled her spot didn't honor the same, like, didn't, they didn't honor what she said. And so after my junior year, going to my senior year, I needed uh, $40,000. Howard is expensive. So you didn't, have no, you didn't have financial aid at all? I didn't have any. Scott, my mom, like, made a little too much to get certain funding. Mm -hmm. And then outside of that, I wasn't getting approved for, like, loans and grants. I don't know if it was like credit or I don't know what it was, but I was I was very naive to you know to, to what was going on. But I didn't get approved. I know I applied for a lot of stuff and I didn't get it. And my grades were fine. I had like a three five. Like I I was very active on campus, but for some reason I just wasn't getting money. And that's one thing I, I for support by college is I want to make sure that we find kids ways to get money because I knew I struggled with that, especially coming from single parent homes. So that's been a really like for me and Justin, we've both been very adamant about that. But. I would have just like, all right, where's the camera? Let me shoot another no, video. No, I was like, <laughs> I was, you know, I was kind of upset because I'm like, it's, I can do it again, but y'all going to really make me do it again. Mm. And it got to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm about to just work first. And so after my junior year, I started working in D.C. I was throwing really big events. And I started making so much money that I didn't see the value of going back to college. Right. And yeah. so it, it, I still do want to finish, but... After, after that, I started working at AT&T and my commission checks were like five, six thousand dollars because I can sell anything. And then I was also throwing parties. I was bringing home 10, 15,000. I'm like, I can't go to school. Like, I, I'm not about to spend money and not make money. And so I became a serial entrepreneur. Um, and mind you, Support by Colleges was birthed my sophomore year, but I put it on hold. So people mm -hmm. ask what happened to Support by Colleges. When I left school, I stopped doing it because I, my, my, it, it wasn't nothing there. For, like, I didn't have the energy. I didn't, I didn't understand what I was doing at the time. Yeah. So it was just me making t-shirts. And so um, eventually I just started working in the real world and, you know, life took me on to, to where we are now. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. But I will say that lesson taught, I'm glad I learned that lesson. Yeah. I'm glad that I failed. I'm glad that I failed and then won. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that I had those experiences and I'm glad that everything happened the way it did because Every time something went wrong, I learned a lesson from it and was able to figure out how to bounce back and pivot. Sure. So now those same lessons that I learned from pivoting now, when COVID happened, guess what? It was easy for me to pivot because I already know how to do it. 100%. I've already lost. I've already had nothing. And I know how to change whatever's happening in my life and making it work for myself. So and those little lessons end up playing a, playing a really big role in gotcha. who I am today. So how, um, how does this come to you starting Support Black Colleges? Yeah. I want to know the idea... Like the birth, because I think we talked yeah. about it on another episode. Yeah. With um kind of you started it and then kind of Justin came along later. Mm -hmm. 
Well, where'd you get the idea? Yeah, so one thing that I always said was, I wish more people told me about my HBCU before I went. And what I mean by that is, Howard was my third choice. So I had Carolina, Duke, and then I had Howard. And when I went to go visit Carolina and Duke, it was just like, I didn't belong there, right? So they tell you to do this. Well, somebody told me to do this. I don't know how true this is, but they told me to do the smile test. When you go on campus, you're walking by people and you just smile, like, you know, just smile. It's kind of awkward. But I was doing it to see how people reacted. And when I was doing it, it was like people were just like, eh. Like, I just was kind of like, oh, whatever. Like, it wasn't a big deal. I did it when I went to Howard to visit. And it was like, hey, what's going on, man? How are you? And it was like, it was like a bunch of black people just, just saying what's up. And, right. you know, it was accepting students day. So, you know, at, at HBCUs, when the freshmen are coming in, the grass is green. Mm-hmm. They, got the, they got the waterfalls clean. <laughs> like, it's easy to park. Like, right. all those things that are impossible during a regular school year, mm-hmm. they bring out all the stops. And so I had never seen so many black people. And honestly, black women. I'm like, this is crazy. Bruh, that was, yo, for, for one, that joint threw me off because I'm from New Jersey up north. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I come down to campus and I'm walking and a guy's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah. That means something different up north. Yeah, facts. <laughs> facts. He's like, what's up? I'm like, what's up? <laughs> what we doing? Like, what's the, where, where's the smoke? Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But no, it was like a friendly type of thing. And I'm like, oh, all right. And then yeah. I kept walking. Like, people just waving. And it was just, and I, mm-hmm. I had to get accustomed to it. People were like, hey, I'm like, hey, <laughs> how's it going? It, it, yeah. it, was, it was just different, yeah. right? And what, what really sold me on college is, and especially, I went to Alabama A&M, so I'm in Huntsville. Yeah. For one, never seen that many black women in one spot. Yeah. I'm talking about women. I'm not talking about, like, high school girls. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. From everywhere. Everywhere. And, and from everywhere. they don't know I'm lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is my moment. Fact. They have no idea who I was. I wasn't like super popular yeah. in high school. I wasn't lame. Right, but right. I wasn't like the man. Yeah, yeah. I get to be something brand new. You exactly. guys don't know. So you yep. start making up stories of how cool you were in high school. You yep. know what I mean? So- I mean, that's what HBCUs give you a chance to reinvent yourself. For sure. And For while sure. you're reinventing yourself, you actually learn who you really are. That's so when I first got to Howard, I went to a white private school. I graduated a class of 88 kids and three of us are black and we all play basketball. Mm. So my, my, my high school experience is really just me playing basketball with the black kids. And we had people from Georgia, Kentucky, overseas. We had a, like, a, we, it was a basketball school. So that's all I knew. When I got to campus, I was wearing like Dickies and polo, Lacoste. Like that's what I thought was cool. What? And then my, my sweetmates was like roasting me. And I'm like, <laughs> I thought I had some heat on. Like in my school, I was really fresh. But, you know, I began to understand what real fashion was yeah. and understand, like, understand right, your culture. Because yeah, you, you hadn't even experienced it. Really. I hadn't really experienced it. And when I did go to a black school before, it was like one of them hood schools with uniforms. So I still really never understood. And so um, you, you definitely get to reinvent yourself and you get to learn who you are. And I really understood that I was somebody who was a connector, who loved to build relationships and who was ultimately an entrepreneur. And so that's when I say that experience that I got at my HBCU, you cannot get at those other schools. Yeah, that's a fact. And so, you know, obviously my business would have never been my business if I didn't go to Howard. Mm. So, I mean, that's just one of many reasons. But um, to to your point, I I saw some some people that I never, I saw people that were like, they were all valedictorians. They were all president of their class. They were all the basketball star. They were all, and they were all in one school now. And that to me was just amazing. Yeah. So so how did you start? Where'd you come up with the concept? Yeah. So like I was saying, I didn't know a lot about my HBCU. 
And one day for homecoming, I wanted to be fresh. So I'm like, I'm going to try to design a shirt. Like, there's this one kid on campus who was, like, designing shirts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I can do that. So I figured out how to do that. Um, and I just made a shirt, and it said, like, support black colleges. And it had really? all of, Yeah, and it had all the black colleges on the back of, uh, of the shirt. And so it was just something simple. That's where the name came from. You said, I, yeah. Yeah, I was going to put support black colleges on it. I was like, how do I, like, say something about all HBCUs but not, like, be, like, like salesy? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't want to be corny, so support black colleges was kind of, like, the name that it came up with. And then, like, putting the logo together, I was, like, trying to use, like, um, I looked at old Martin and old, like, Will Smith and Fresh Prince. Is this and, the original logo? Yes, this is the original logo. Oh, we wow. Have, we never changed it. The original, only thing we changed, I think, now is a white background. Before, it was a black background with white letters. So we inversed it. And that's the only thing that's changed since the beginning of time. You designed that. And you, didn't, you didn't have no uh, a designing experience like no, that. No, so, so it's actually funny. That makes this brand even more special to me, bro. <laughs> like, keep it at 100. Like, the, like your, your original idea. Yeah. And, you know, typically you have, like, iterations and you, like, you evolve yeah. and do something different. This, this original idea is mm. all over the world, bro. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? So I actually, when I first started a company, it was with my cousin. And so a lot of people don't know my cousin exists. Well, they know him, but not for support by colleges. So my cousin is like a really big uh, sneakerhead. Like he's like one of the more known sneaker personalities in the world. And uh, we started together and he was he did a lot of the helping with the design because he actually had a mind and idea for that. And I was just like the business. Like I understood how to sell things. Mm-hmm. And so together we were working on the company. Um, and, you know, that's how support by colleges started just off our idea. And so homecoming was coming up. And once I was wearing it, I started wearing it around campus before homecoming because mm-hmm. I was so excited. Yeah. People were like, oh, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? And I was like, okay, now before homecoming starts, I need to make more t-shirts. Mm-hmm. So I think I probably got like 100 printed. I didn't really like think it was going to sell that much. And it was gone instantly. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't keep them. And because I didn't know, and you probably can relate to this, when you first start a clothing business, you don't know that $15 is too much to pay for a t-shirt. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So I'm like selling them for like 25, but I'm like paying 15 for them. Right. And so I'm like, why am I not making more? I feel like I'm selling a lot. I didn't know that I shouldn't be paying more than three, four dollars for yeah. it. And so that that's how it got started. And then once I had to leave school, it kind of like died down. I was like still kind of doing it, but it was hard to do it when I wasn't on campus. And so, so real quick, when you're you're doing it with your cousin, then it died down, and I guess he was out of it too. Yeah, so we we were both kind of doing it for a while. So one thing about me and my cousin, we just didn't see eye to eye on things. Mm. And he was one of those people, he didn't believe in the power of social media. And so he used to be like, you know, when we're talking about splitting money, I mean, think about it. We're getting shirts for $15, selling for $25. Now we're just basically each splitting $10. Mm. Not a lot of money. Yeah. And then like, okay, well, I, I had to go get them printed. I used gas. It was like one of those things where we could never get on the same page. And he used to always say to me, I'll never forget this. He used to always say, Corey, you're just tweeting. You're just posting on social. Like, I'm I'm coming up with a lot of the ideas and kind, but you're just tweeting and posting, and I never forget that because now all I do is just tweet and post, <laughs> and, and it's and it's made me millions of dollars. Thanks. And the importance of marketing and branding is it just as important as the design. I always used to say, if you don't see the design, then how can people buy it? They can't buy something that they don't know exists. There's a bunch of million dollar companies, amazing clothing lines, but people just don't know about them. So that's why they're not doing as well as they could be. So the portion of me, you know, um, just you know, building the brand on social was important because then when we started to get our first influences, things of that nature, that social came into play because they wanted to see our social media. Mm-hmm. And so um, it ended up dying off. And between me not being on campus, him, he lived in Jersey. So he was never even on campus. Right. He didn't really have any attachment to HBCUs. Gotcha, so gotcha. it was, for me, it was personal. For him, it was like, I'm just 
starting something else. Did he ever try? He's not an owner now. He is an owner. He is an owner. He's got equity. So (laughs) this is another story. And if you want me to go into it, I will. Let's go into the story. So in 2018, me and Justin brought back support by colleges. Yeah. And so um, my cousin really never said. And and just just bringing people up to speed. So you're doing it. Justin gives you $10,000. So yeah. I kept trying to get Justin to Atlanta. I moved to Atlanta. Um, I was first working with Tyler Perry and I was doing marketing and branding. Yeah. I knew that support by colleges still was kind of like, I knew I left something there and I just knew I needed to bring it back. So I started doing like little pop-ups here and there locally and I started seeing the response was still the same. And so I knew that there was a need for it. And so I kept calling Justin like, hey bro, come out here, like let's get it. He told me he hated his job. He was doing something, I don't know. He was selling scales for a company or I don't know, something Mm. stupid. And I'm like, bro, come, come. And he kept just dependent, like it was a lot going on at home and I'm sure he's told you about it, but you know, um, I got him to come, and then we started doing, we did our first homecoming tour. So he gave me $10,000. I had $20,000 in inventory. He gave me $10,000. We split half. We went 50-50. And at the time, I didn't know he only had two cents in his bank account. But, you know, years later, I found that out. Um, And then I was wondering why he was going so hard. (laughs) (laughs) He was going hella hard. And so um, once we started doing well, um, my cousin posted the trademark to support black colleges on his Instagram. He owned the trademark. He posted it, but but guess when he filed it? We, we started it back in 2018. Guess when he filed it? When? 2018. He All that time, he had never touched it. But then as we started to grow, he filed the trademark for and it. And you didn't trademark it. I didn't trademark it. I didn't know. I was, just do, I was just doing business. You know what I'm saying? I'm making money. All right, look, I know you're enjoying the episode, but I got to tell you, finally, you asked for it. And we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, the how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together a Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're a like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships. Okay. So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the support is, um, the support is appreciated. Okay. Thank you so much. Now back to the episode. So then. Me and Justin got a bank account on this support by college name, and we appealed the trademark because we're like, bro, like, how could you follow without me? We started together, yes, but how could you follow without me? And so um, that was a legal battle that cost a lot of money. But you designed it. We both designed it. You both designed it. Like, we were both a part of everything. So it was hard. It was hard to, like, I gave him concepts. We put stuff together. It came out the way it came out. So... He technically does deserve ownership of it. I mean, technically. Even though I did all the heavy lifting of building. What was the legal battle? Well, because, so, the thing is, and legally, they try to say who was the first one to start selling it. But we started selling it together. Mm. So, and because, like, I was selling it, like, hand-to-hand, it was no paper trail of that. And then I used Big Cartel, and I can't get into my Big Cartel. I don't even know the the information. It was, like, a, a random email and password that I can't even think about. And so... The earliest known sales of it, nobody can trace, but we can trace who posted about it. But when we went back and legally, we both posted the same days about it. So it's like, who's right and who's wrong legally? 
And so um, long story short, we end up spending a lot of money. But the reason why I end up getting on a trademark. So if you look, I'm on, I'm on the trademark and it's me and him and Justin is not. But Justin is 50% owner with me. So he's it's still technically his. But it's me and my, my cousin 50, 50% on the uh, trademark. And we both so own you 50% it. own the trademark. Yes. But not the, the business. But not the business. But not the business. Me and Justin 50-50 own the business. You know, I just had a conversation with Dame Dash about this. Wow. Yeah. Because that, that, was, his, that was his legal battle because mm-hmm. he's he's selling a third. Well, he owns a third of uh, Rockefeller. Yeah. And the last asset that's worth something is reasonable doubt. Yeah. So he was selling his third of an NFT because Ooh. he owns a third of it. A third of it. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So makes sense. So technically, your cousin can sell his half of the trademark. He could technically. So what? So what was the, what was the end of the legal battle? What was the the final so decision? We, we end up selling out of court because, I mean, for no, for lack of a better way to say it, we had enough money to keep going forever. We was like about that life. I'm like, because me and Justin understood what it could be. Yeah. And so we fought money with money and he was like, this is stupid. We're wasting money. And I'm yeah, like, my man was, yeah, so just drowning. say that you just, you hey, could have big boyed him the whole time. He was like, yo, let's we just We wanted to, but there was still also a chance that we could lose. Like, and the reason why is just because with my cousin having all the original files, I didn't have the original files. Mm. And so with him, my computer um, got stolen um, mm. sometime in between like that, that time. But um, I didn't have any original files. So he could be like, oh, I just got the original files and things of that nature. But uh, we ended up spending a lot of money and was like, all right, we want to just get this over with now because we're paying these people to mediate and we're paying them, you know, 250 an hour, 300 an hour. They're working on these, these contracts for seven. Like, it was adding up. Yeah. But uh, he, we finally settled out of court and we had to... Um, we split it 50-50 and we had to pay him $50,000. And then we're supposed mm. to give him 1% of net profit every year. So you do $10 million. That's 100000 Net profit. Net profit. That's a, that's a different conversation. It is a different net- conversation. Because <laughs> net profit is always oh, like... Oh, you know I negotiated that. <laughs> not profit in general. Net profit. After all after you're paid, after, after just everybody's paid. paid, you get 1% of that. You're smart. I like that. <laughs> I like that. So, but, yeah. so, and I mean, he took the 50 grand, so he's good. He took the 50 grand because we're like, look, here's 50 grand. It basically paid for his legal fees. Yeah. So he looked at it as a win because, you know, he got, and he gets 1% of net profit. And I made sure not gross, just net. And, and that was 2018? 2018. So you've made some payments. Yeah, we made some payments. What did they be looking like? Around they, the bottom. They look like what I wanted to look like. <laughs> <laughs> Do y'all still talk at all? Not really. Nah, the paperwork is there. He's the, sick. The thing is, like, for me, one thing that I've learned in life is, you know, growing up, and that's this is the first time I've ever told this story. Mm-hmm. Like, people don't know that that happened, and especially not the legal, the back end. Yeah. But, um... I think one thing that's important is growing up in my life, I realized this as I got older. My father not being in my life, it like made me feel like, like, why not? You know what I'm saying? And I never understood that until kind of like when I look at the issues that I have in my life, it's always somebody doubting me or saying no to me. And I'm like, like now I feel this type of way. And it stems back from like, bro, where he at? It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. 
Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Like, you know, yeah. what, what did I do wrong kind of thing? And so with my cousin, I used to always remember him saying, all you do is this. All you do is this. It's not enough. I do this. I do this. And um, it just hit me a different way. So I can't communicate with him because he's not a reasonable person either. Mm. So he's, he, he's actually in this social media battle right now with this guy another big 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 influencer him, really they're going back and forth over shoes they both created the same shoe and it's like a big thing but he finally met his match because somebody has just as many followers as him normally it's like somebody like with 50,000 followers but mm. this person has 400,000 followers and it's like they have an audience in the community too mm. so it's like boom 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 and um, you know it's one of those things where I don't mind being cordial with somebody if you're a rational person but he's not rational. He like, it's just it's just not a relationship that does me well. Health like mentally, mm -hmm. it's, it 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 gives me bad feelings. Yeah. And so I just decided to stay away from it. But you know, Justin kind of mediates when we need to talk about something because oh, right. he's a very what calm, does he ever uh, need to talk about? He wants to do stuff with us. <laughs> Believe it or not. <laughs> but you ain't with it. I'm with making money. If it makes sense. If it makes sense. But it has to make sense. So he wanted to do a shoe with us, like some HBCU shoes, and I don't mind, but I need my percentage to be something that I, that I can get with. Because at the end of the day, we're helping you out because we don't need that. Yeah. So anything, now that we have the advantage because we grew such a big brand, we don't need to have you. It's, yeah, a, sure. it's a benefit for you. And so, uh, you know, if it makes sense, I'm with it. But yeah. it has to be contractual. Everything has to be in paper, signed, yeah. legal, like the right way. And if it's not done the right way, I won't, I won't do it. Dang, that's crazy. I had no idea, bro. Because yep. I think the last interview we talked about it, it we got danced around. Nobody really said anything. It's a very that's touchy subject. Crazy, like, but it's all final now. It's final. Like, that's that's my cousin. Like, like me and him are the last Arvin, last males with the name Arvinger. Mm. Corey Arvinger and, and his last name Arvinger. And, like, we're the only two. Everything else is women. I wonder if he wants to sell us 50%. He wouldn't. He wouldn't? He would. He would he for the would, right price. 100%. He would. He He's seen what we've been able to do in three years. So if I'm him, I'm not selling. But you're not him. I'm not him. You never know what situation people are in. Hey, listen. And they could use a couple dollars. Like, if, you're, if you're watching this, <laughs> holla at me. Put it up. Because I, listen. <laughs> I want but, but in our contract, in our, um, in our agreement, we are allowed to make any business decision that we want to and not include him. 
Mm-hmm. So when we do the NBA All Star 2K, he, like he gets nothing from that because that was our contract. You know, you, I guess you can't monetize the the you can't monetize the trademark necessarily. I mean, not necessarily, but like unless he's doing the NFT thing, like Dame's doing. He ain't doing that. He um, could though. He could. He could. But one thing about it is, he'll use pictures of celebrities that I get personally and put them on his pages if he did it. So he'd be like, man, shout out to so-and-so for rocking with the brand. And I'm like, I personally hand-delivered that super cent. Right. I personally gave that to Chris Paul. Mm-hmm. Me, I have the text thread with me and his stylist and him. Right. And that used to bother me, but then I realized all he's doing is pushing our brand forward. That's a fact. And so it just stopped, I stopped caring about stuff that didn't matter and just really focused on getting the money. Yeah, a little chasing clout. Yeah, let me look. You can, <laughs> have, a, you can have a cloud. I'll take I the money. I don't know, my man, but it sounds a little cloud You can chase the cloud. I'm going to take the money every time. That's a fact. I'm going to take the money and the impact because the reason why I started initially wasn't for money. Mm. Money was a result of me being impactful, but I wasn't impactful for money. Yeah. I think that's extremely important for any entrepreneur. If you're starting a business, what problem are you solving? You know, what, what, what are you doing for the community? What is your why? What is the reason more than money? Because it has to be more than that in order for you to go when it's dark. When yeah. the business doesn't look good, when you don't want to wake up, when you need money in other places, like, what is your why? And, and my why for the business was so much more important and bigger than what his was, which, which was money, yeah. that now, you know, three years later, you understand why I'm the one that's running the business and he's not. For so. sure. Dang, bro. We so far in and we talk nothing about how to grow our <laughs> e-commerce brands. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> but I think that really helped people, man. Like, yeah. We we all want to collaborate and but it gotta oh, it gotta be right. Man. Gotta make sense. And, and for anybody who's starting a brand, especially in the early stages, make sure you get that trademark. Make sure you handle that legal, especially with the business partner. So even me and Justin, even though we're really good friends, we've been roommates for years. I'm still like, hey, let's put this on paper just in case something happens. Yeah. At least we're both protected. We can both get the money we need and get the split that we deserve. And so you know, just protect yourself, protect your business. Right. This is your baby, like. I came up with that with this idea. I, I I did the work. I did the research. I'm putting these long hours. I'm doing pop-ups here and there, here and there, doing all these things. And then somebody can just take it like that because I didn't do what I was supposed to legally. Facts. So facts. that's extremely important uh, to make sure you take care all of it. All right. So, so for those that want to start a t-shirt brand, mm-hmm. we need some advice. And I, I, I think I've done my t-shirt brand did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Right? I, I think, you know, we made some money, but... Um, it was really the process and me branding and the connections and things mm-hmm. of that nature. I didn't take it anywhere near where you took the clothing brand. Um, but what type of advice could we give somebody that's yeah. starting an e-commerce brand in general? Yeah, I mean, I think a few things. Um, understanding the audience you serve is very important, mm-hmm. right? And so the HBCU community wasn't anything that we created. It wasn't new, mm-hmm. but there was nobody shedding a light on it positively at a large scale. And so that was our problem that we had to solve. Why don't anybody know about the HBCUs? And so support black colleges literally speaks directly to that. Mm-hmm. We're supporting HBCUs. We're supporting black colleges. So first is what problem you solve. You know, if you're starting a brand, like figure out what problem. It, it got to be more than about just having a cool logo and a fancy title. Like mm-hmm. it has to be some meaning behind it. So that way you can build community, right? I always tell people as well, don't sell on your Instagram don't sell clothes. Don't just post your shirts and all that. That's cool to do, but build community first. And so when you're building community first, it allows people to be attached to you outside of money. Because once you start trans- like uh, spending money with people, it becomes a transaction. It's not a relationship. 
I want the relationship and the transaction will come. I don't want to transact first and then try to build a relationship For after sure. that. So what we try to do is build community by being the all-time media outlet for HBCU news. Mm-hmm. Something happens in the HBCU space, we're on it instantly. We are always the first to post about anything, whether it's homecomings being canceled, um, so-and-so gives a million dollars here, uh, Kanye last night gave like tickets to something. We were yeah. like on it. Like We try to be on everything, the first to news. And then on top of that, if you mix that with building community by nurturing them with funny content and black culture content, and then you have news, then when we post somebody in our stuff, it's just a reassurance that they should get it as well. Mm. All it is is just like, all our influences that post, it's just like, hey, we're doing all these things. And by the way, the baby has something. Oh, by the way, made a stallion, where is this? By the way, so now it's not salesy. It's more like they're a part of the culture. What are you doing? Mm. And I don't have to tell you to go buy because that, you seeing them where it makes you feel like you have to get it as well. Yeah. And so. So when, at, at what point do we make the sale? Because you said you are... You're good at sales, mm-hmm. and you're the type of person that is going to get the artist or the celebrity the package, right? Right. So walk me through that process because I've never been good at that, and I don't. Maybe it's my insecurity. <laughs> I don't want to um, offend anybody. I don't want to yeah. see. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, nah. Because there's some people I want to get on the podcast, and I ask you like, cool, yeah. can you hit up so and so? Yeah, just ask them for me, man. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get it. For me. I always look at what is the worst that could happen. And I'm, I'm like literally like trying to figure out what is the absolute worst that could happen. I could get pepper sprayed, maybe punched. Like, and if I'm okay with that worst, then I'm going to go for it. So that's how I deal with all my influencers. But there's two methods I'll give you. Okay. Both of these methods have gotten us to where we have any influencer that we want. There's not an influencer outside of like, no, there's, we've talked to everybody we wanted to. Now, some mm-hmm. prices weren't where we wanted. Right. Um, What's but, the most you've ever paid? You don't got to tell me the person, unless you want. Well, we've only paid for one influencer ever. And we paid like $5,000. For one like, influencer? We've never paid for anybody Yo, else. Everybody posts your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I was, I'm trying to pay some influencers right now. I'm trying. A lot of them see Who our messaging. Um, I don't want to say her name because it didn't go well. It didn't go well. Yeah, it didn't go well for a number of reasons. What are some of the reasons? So we didn't <laughs> we didn't do a contract we didn't do a contract with her and it was like we me and her followed each other and she's like a fashion influencer and so I'm like oh I want to send you some stuff you know post about it whatever how many followers she got like four hundred thousand four hundred and so um, I was like what's your rate she gave me like a discounted rate um, and so four hundred thousand I got almost half of that so I could I'm probably entitled to like twenty five hundred yeah why not. Why not? That's what I was why thinking. Not? All right, cool. After this, we'll talk about it. Yeah, why not? Go for it. <laughs> so, so long story short, she sent me some pictures, and I thought they were okay, but I didn't think they were great compared to what she normally posts. I know what good content looks like from her. Mm-hmm. And so um, she ended up saying she didn't like them, and I was trying to get a better picture. She didn't really want to do the picture, so she refunded me the money. So I'm like, all right, cool. Well, we just lost a hoodie, and that's it. Mm-hmm. No, no big deal. Then she posts a picture on her page, and so I'm like, oh, you post, I'm going to post it. You know? You post a picture, so I'm going to post a picture. Because she didn't post it for us. She just posted it and didn't tag right. us. She posted it because she wanted to post it. Because right. she liked the pictures. So then I posted it, and she got upset that I posted it because she sent me the money back. I'm like, well, once you put anything on social media. Yeah, for sure. Anybody. So Sharon can post it. I yeah. mean, like, it's no, you sent the money back without me. I, I didn't ask for money back. I asked you to take another picture. Mm. You didn't take the other picture. It was this whole big thing. True. She tried to, like, air us out, but nobody really cared. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and, and the post didn't even do great. So, but I just left it up just because I was being petty, honestly. Really? So, why? So, you say you're trying to, 
you're trying to find pay other influencers. What is the challenge? A lot of them do it for free. And it's because of our messaging, what we stand for. When they look at our page, they're like, oh, so-and-so wore this already? Because when I send them, let's just say I send something to... Now I feel bad asking for $2,500. See, if you try to ask me for my house, like, you know, so Neo wore this, and like, then all your friends have worn it. It's like, oh, man, well, I mean, you know. But when I, if I reach out to, let's just say, um, Michael B. Jordan, mm -hmm. I'll say, what's going on, man? Like, you know, basically, I want to get you some merch. And I always find a connection between myself and the influencer. Mm -hmm. So my connection with Michael B. Jordan is his brother actually went to Howard. Mm -hmm. um, but people don't know that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm school with your brother, da-da-da. And I want to see some gear. So naturally, he's like, oh, yeah, man, I support the movement. I love Howard, blah, blah, blah. And it works out. Mm -hmm. So there's not one influencer on this planet that I can't find a connection with. And that's one important thing is making sure you align with the influencer and speak to them in the language and things that they understand personally so that they're more likely to open your DM. Like, mm. people are just saying, oh, I want you to wear my Let's gear. Just give me an idea. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no go I ahead. keep talking because I, I don't, I don't want to lose the idea. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you two plays really quickly that really helped us that. with influencer marketing. One thing is the pull-up method. I talk about this all the time. Hold on one second. I, I had an idea. Dang on it. Hold on. I had a concept because I don't want to lose... My thought, because it was a really good thought. Okay. Um, uh, um, okay. I talked about finding something in common with the influencer. I don't know yes. if that helps you. Yes. So okay. what I'm going to do, uh, what, I, what I think I'm going to do is I'm just going to start reaching out to some people and talking about the mission of entrepreneurship and mm. getting them on the podcast, bro. Yeah. Because we are literally, like, changing the culture. Bro, you can do it, bro. Just show them what you've been able to do. Yes. How can you say no to that? I'm gonna hire. I'm gonna find somebody like to do the DMs. Twenty an That's hour. Hmm? Twenty DMs an hour. Twenty every hour. Twenty DMs. That's twenty DMs. Play? Twenty DMs. Twenty DMs. Twenty every single hour. Every hour we send out twenty DMs. And really? if somebody doesn't open their response, we send it again the next hour. We're like always on it. Hold on. How often? Every day. To this day? To this day. That's how we started. A lot of people start by doing something, it works, and then they stop doing it. So I, we have somebody that specifically reaches out to people all day. Really? Yeah. And they send messages based off of what's going on in that person's life currently. So I'll give you an example. Who's somebody that's popular right now? Who's somebody that's in the news? Meg Thee Stallion. Meg Thee Stallion, because she just won Sports Illustrated. She's on Sports Illustrated, yeah. Okay. So I'll reach out. Hey, Meg, love what you're doing for the HBCU community. She goes to Texas Southern, as you know. And congrats on the cover. We'd love to send you some merchandise uh, because you represent what we represent so well. Something simple as that, right? When uh, Shakari Richardson, uh, the Olympic yeah. uh, tracker, we reached out to her. Man, love what you stand for. Uh, people going to hate just like they hate on HBCUs. But we want to show you some love. Boom. We're just hitting people. Where, they're already there. We're already talking about this. They're already trending. They're already popular. We're just speaking to their language, letting them know we support them and letting them know that we have something that we're doing that coexists and can align with what they have going on as well. 20 an hour. 20 an hour. Everybody's not going to respond. It's kind of like um, going door to door doing sales. Everybody's not going to say yes, but if you get one or two sales out of that some time. Some people might. Some people might. It's a law of averages. The more you reach out, the more chance you have of people responding. You know what the thing is, though? I need a, because um, I don't have, Support Black College is, Colleges is verified, right? Yes. See, it goes to the top. You know what I mean? Let me tell you something. People always say that. Oh, but you have a big brand. But when we had no followers, we were still doing it. And we still got the people. It's about when they came to our, this is what happens. If, I, if somebody DMs you like, hey, Shans, I want to get in your podcast. I love what you're doing. And I'm doing this. You might look at their page, verify or not, and then you'll go to their page and see what they're actually doing. 
True. And so when, when you get to our page, we capture you in our, in our bio and our first three posts. You capture, you're gone already. So it doesn't That's matter whether I'm verified, 100K, 200K, whatever, as long as I'm posting something that interests you or you like our gear. Yeah. And most people just like our gear genuinely. And then what I do is I always send pictures of a celebrity that they may know, they've been seen with, their friend, somebody they may respect, and I put it in the DM as well. So if I'm sending something to Made Stallion, uh, I might send a DM of like Eva Marcel, a top model. Or I might send something of like somebody that graduated from Texas. Southern. Oh, based on your past successes. Exactly. exactly. So now that I have Chris Paul, if I'm reaching out to LeBron, I'm sending a picture of Chris Paul, Jason Tatum, all these guys. I'm like, hey, your buddies are wearing it. What, what you got going on? You know what I'm saying? Mm. Or I'll talk about with LeBron. I see you have the I Promise School. I know a lot of those kids want to go to college. We, we promote HBCUs. I would love for you to be a good representation to them. Do this. And then it's just the numbers. So that's, that's, that's why I'm thinking. So most, most of the people that come on the podcast, mm. the, the platform will do more for the guests. Like, yeah. I'd love this interview, but it's, it's, this interview is going to do more for you than it will for me. For sure. So I need more names. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when yep. I do the, the names, that's more of a benefit for me. Than, yeah. You know and then I mean? once so people see what happens is you get a big name, people come to your platform. And then when they come to your platform, they enjoy the interview, then they watch everything else. Mm-hmm. So now, somebody who may have not heard of me, but because you had LeBron on your podcast, they're like, I'm just going to watch another one. And then Corey comes up and they're like, oh, who's this guy? So it's worth it to do the 20 hour it's and just, just run it. Because there's so, somebody's going to reply like, yo, all right, bet. Bro, somebody. Because Super did reply. She's yeah. like, yo, I'm winning. We just got to just on the schedule thing. Man, and she, every she time we, it. Yeah. She's she going to do it. I love Super too. And she follows me. She's so she, lit. She's, she's, she's going to be here. She'll be here. Yo, just tell her. Did you talk to her about me? <laughs> I did talk to her. Okay. She wants to do it. I love it. Yeah, I love what she's doing. Is she, she moving to Atlanta, ain't she? She is moving to Atlanta. Oh, I stop. I'm going to do it at her new house. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's it's going to be a mansion. I know that talking about a big mess. <laughs> Golly. Yo, so who have you created more of a personal relationship with that started out business? Mm, like that's started a good with one. reaching out and, you know what I mean? But now y'all like super... Cool. I would say uh, Jessica and Judy. So, um, actually, before I, Judy, I think, might still be at my house now. Yeah. We, were, we were doing breakfast this morning uh, and watching this um, e-commerce business thing together. Mm. And it started off, um, well, I was actually cool with the brat through Eva. So, Eva was one of our first big influencers, mm. 7 million followers, America's Next Top Model. And she was on Dis Nation with the brat. Mm. So, the brat saw what she was wearing I was like, oh, I need one of those hoodies. They cool, you know. And she, uh, the brat is super like so so deaf, old school. So she rocks with what we have going on. Mm. I got her some stuff. Send her any anything she wants. You got it for free. Mm. A lot of people try to charge everybody for everything. No, mm. it's free. Then what happens is when her and Judy started dating and nobody knew she was getting Judy stuff. Mm. And so then I was like, well, how much do I need to pay her to actually post? And then it turned into something where oh, she she she'll post, she'll post. And then as me and uh, then Clubhouse happened. Mm-hmm. And I, um, we were randomly on the stage, and I was just spitting game. And, yeah. and Judy, me and we were both kind of going back and forth spitting game, and then we just became cool. And now it's a relationship where, you know, we're talking about some money moves together. We're talking about, I'm helping her with some stuff. She's helping me with some stuff. We just brainstormed this morning, like, on how to, like, build a business. And Hopefully, this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts. Or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. 
Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. Now, like, once you get to a certain level of business, your problems become different. Yeah. Your, my problem is no longer, like, getting sales and stuff like that. My problem is how do I provide enough merchandise for Foot Locker, Foot Action, Jimmy Jazz, and Nordstrom at the same time? That's my problem now. Mm. I can't produce... 500,000 hoodies. I can't. So now I cannot make money as much money as I want to because I can't produce that much stuff. So those are the things me and Judy talk about because she's in Walmart. She's in CVS. She's in Sally's. She's in all these places. So we're talking about like co-pack and like just like, we're talking about a bunch of stuff this morning. To be a fly on the wall yeah. in that conversation. It was she, good, man. We had, we had to interview her. She was, I saw her it. I watched dope, it. Man. Um, I love her. And she is just, she is a workhorse, bro. Oh, man. She goes to work. It's not even obviously she has a good um brand. Yeah. But she worked for she worked for I think yo, she worked yeah. for every dollar. She she, she got put in the work. Her. Even when we were at breakfast, like she got she was getting so many phone calls and like answering all of them, like in an alert and attentive. And you know, I respect one thing about Atlanta, there's a lot of men who are amazing entrepreneurs, but there's so many women here that are Killing it. That's like you think fact. you look That's at Pinky, you look at her, Super's coming. Like it's so many Monray. I mean, everybody that's been in your podcast, really. Yeah. <laughs> um, but all these people are doing just amazing things. And it forces you to be a better version of yourself being around them. That's why we say get in the room, come to these masterminds, show up to things. When David has a content creation camp, come to it. Yeah. Morning meetup, come to it. Sure. Because when you get around these people, what happens is you begin to elevate the way you think, you begin to elevate, elevate the way you operate, and you cannot lo- you can no longer settle for mediocre because you're with so many people doing amazing things. Yeah. How do I look slacking and then I got to see Neo, I got to see you, I got to and all of you all are elevating. I'm just doing the same stuff over mm. and over, right? And so that's why the people you're around are extremely important to the way you operate and run your business. But That's a fact. Yeah, that's yeah, we gonna have, man. <laughs> I feel like there's so, there's so much more, like, yeah. you are a wealth of knowledge. And, and Okay, I, I, I do got, I got, I got another question. Okay. So, the t-shirt business, apparel business, I believe have, has changed over the years. Yeah, for sure. So the advice that to give somebody in starting a brand now, that's why I, I only coach people how to get the brand started. Right. Because, I mean, mm. that stuff remains the same. Yeah. You manufacturer, wholesaler, website, mm. all that kind of stuff, right? How has brands changed? And, and so, well, not brands change, but how has um, how has building a brand changed from when you started mm. to today? I think one thing that's changed from starting it today is you have to be able to put content content out quickly, mm. right? And so you look at TikTok, you know, you got somebody who can do one TikTok, go viral, and sell out their clothes, yeah. like literally. With the right promotion and marketing, you can sell it in a day. And I always tell people you're one post away from your business changing forever. And so you look at what Telfar just did. Beyonce was wearing a Telfar bag and a paparazzi caught a picture of it. Beyonce didn't post the picture. Like, it, it, she just, people saw the picture. And then what happened was the shade room posted about it. Beyonce spotted wearing a Telfar bag. 
and it was a small black-owned company, and they Wait, grew literally 200,000 followers overnight. I watched. I said, mm-hmm. I want to see what this does. They grew 200,000 followers overnight, and I know they sold out of everything, even though they're, all, they're already always sold out. But their followers and their probably their, their email list and text list grew crazy. a lot. And so if you're a small company who's just starting and that happens, a lot of people don't know how to prepare for that. Yeah. And a lot of people are not ready for that. We ask for these influences and we ask for all these things, but we're not actually prepared for it. So I would say what's changed in the beginning to now is the ability to go viral and to be successful instantaneously. Mm. But the thing is, it all starts with putting out content too. And so for us, we want to be the first of things, like I said, but then we also want to make sure we're putting out relevant content and putting out content that's engaging. Mm-hmm. So I might post something like on Father's Day, I posted um, like this little baby girl, like seeing her dad, I was like just super happy and excited. And even though that has nothing to do with support by colleges, our audience still likes things like that. Mm-hmm. And so understanding that your audience, you don't have to always post black college, black college, black college. It's like, all right, black college. And it's like, black culture, then it's like controversial black culture, then it's like black mm. college, then it's like, so really just balancing out your page, and then I, I'm going with whatever's popular. Last night, the, the Bucks won the championship. So I posted a picture of Giannis in our hoodie. Mm-hmm. He just won finals MVP. Sure. I'm on it instantly. I have to post it. I think I got like 5,000 likes in like a few hours. Mm. But that's because it was popular right now, and we sold probably like a few black hoodies right off of that post. And so just being able to stay up with what's going on in the world, making good content off of that, and then also being prepared for those big influencers to potentially wear your stuff. Man. Yo, it's so much game. <laughs> and I realize I'm just not working hard enough. Because you see the work <laughs> as like something that just needs to be done and we just do the work. That's it. Like, yo, I mean, we're going to be on it and post it. Yeah. We see it, post it. I got to be the first to post it. Yeah. Um, but I think as entrepreneurs... It's almost like we're taking our time, and it feels like you're in a rush, though. Like, it seems like you're always in a hurry. There's a sense of urgency there. Because, like, I always say there's people who take action, and there's people who watch people take action. So for me, if you're not going to be the first one, I'll be the first one. Mm -hmm. Because what happens is when you're the first one, you you begin to be a leader in that industry. So... For me, you were one of the first entrepreneur podcasts I've ever seen. And now I started to see something popping up, but there's only one person to go to because you were the first. There's a lot of little shade rooms, but there's only one, the shade room, mm-hmm. right? And so it's because they were the first to do it. They were consistent and they stay on top of things. So I try to use that same kind of concept with my business. I want to be the first and I also want to be right. I don't mm-hmm. want to just be putting out anything, right. but then I also want to highlight only the positives too. So you'll never see me talk negatively about an HBCU ever. Mm-hmm. It's all positive information and I'm the first to do it and I do it with the best content. Unless it's your own because I'll be talking, I still talk yeah. about that financial aid office at a yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And like, you know, I'll say something and that's like a controversial post. I'll be like, what was the worst experience you had with a financial aid office? And what I'm doing is I'm getting a bunch of people to like conversate on it and then I might drop a, a tool on financial literacy to those same people yeah. or how to get grants, how to get funds. Hey, anybody who said they didn't like that, I have a scholarship coming for you all. That's how you tie it in to make it make sense for your brand. Posting with intention. You a beast, bro. Yo, so tell me about your book, man. Because yeah. I, I, I um, actually need to get your... your Because you got like a, a... You got one book. It's like it's like 20 bucks or something like that. But you got like mm-hmm. a bundle. Yeah. What is, tell, tell me the bundle. Yeah, so I have a... So I do need to step on my e-commerce game. Bro, obviously. why not, bro? Why not? I fell out of love with like merch. But talking to you, I, but, but I'm that's more because, in love now. Listen... It's not about the merch for me. You can always fall in out. It's, cl- it's just clothes. But, I mean, it's e-commerce. But the reason why I do the clothes is why I love it. 
So you have to remember why you do what you do, not not what's the production of why you're doing it. But the process, I think I fell out of love with the process. That's why, yo, bro, this entrepreneur shirt, this yeah. is my favorite joint. I wear it every yeah. day, I, every single day, everywhere <laughs> I go. And that's why, I, I, I guess you're right. I'm not in love with the t-shirt process, but yeah. I want... I want to just spread this message of entrepreneurship no, sure. so much and everywhere. Sure. So, yeah. So. I don't, I hate making clothes. Mm. I don't like, I, I'm not screen printing this. I'm not heat pressing and stitching. Yeah. I don't like that. I actually don't deal with any of that anymore. I used to. I don't deal with any of that anymore because, you know, that's what I call MWAs, minimum wage activities. I'm only focused on the high level activities that only I can do. Influencer marketing, branding, partnerships. I had a meeting with the Falcons yesterday. Like, we're like, I'm trying to do stuff that no one else can do but me. Don't speed past that. What <laughs> you mean? What y'all talking about? What y'all talking about? We're talking about incorporating HBCUs with the NFL. And so, um, doing an NFL uh, HBCU night for the Falcons. We actually have the date and everything already solidified. Um, but watch this PR play I'm going to do. You're going crazy, bro. Watch the PR play I'm going to do. I'm going to say, this is like the headline. Small black-owned businesses partners with the three major leagues, the NFL, the NBA, and we also partner with uh, the MLB because we were doing a uh, HBC Unite with the Braves uh, August 27th. They do all three major leagues in less than a year during the pandemic. All that happened during the pandemic. NFL, NBA, we did All-Star, and then uh, MLB. And so we're going to talk about, we're gonna, that's a whole nother play, but... Yeah, we're going to do the HBC night with the Falcons, too. Who do you think you are, bro? <laughs> Yo, he is going absolutely crazy out here, bro. Uh, I'm not doing anything that no one else can do. I'm inspired, yeah. No, everyone can do this. It's not, I'm not like, anybody can do it. <laughs> it just. I'm inspired. You got to be able to just, I don't know, bro. You got to get the books, man. Okay, yeah, so tell me about the books. <laughs> we just like, I, you just stuttered on me and we talk about the no, books. Okay, no. so, tell me, so tell me about the books. What are the, there's so, three of them, right? Yeah, so I did an e-commerce mastery bundle. And the, what I did, the reason why I made these books was when I go on live so often, I just, I just kept writing down all the questions I get asked the most. How to build community, Shopify apps, and influencer marketing. That's all I get asked about. Sometimes ads, but that's like more justice things, so I don't even talk about that. But influencer marketing, I did a cheat sheet on how to reach influencers and pay no money. I want to give you a play if I got time. Give me the play. It's, it's probably the, play. the best play that I have when it comes to influencer marketing. The pull-up method is one thing, but the four-hour play is what I love. This is the four-hour play. I'm, you're going to be an influencer. I'm going to do it on you. First As, off, I am an influencer. Okay, okay. I'm over 100,000. Don't play me. Okay, listen. Okay, you're going to be right. the influencer I'm reaching out to. All right, so Shans, what's going on? Uh, my name is Corey. I run a business called Support by Colleges, and I would love to have you Promote our brand, man. I see what you're doing with the uh, Social Proof Podcast and the Morning Meetup. Man, what does it cost for me to get a post from you? $2,000. $2,000. Oh, man, that's not bad, man. I, I, I'm so surprised. Like, that's really good. $2,000 is not bad at all. Tell me this. That's a forever post. How much is it for about a week? Uh, $2,000. $2,000? Yeah. Okay, cool. So, it's no benefit for me going to a week, huh? All right, $1,500. Oh, $1,500? Okay. That's not bad either. Okay, well, let me see. What about 24 hours? Because our budget, we're like kind of a small business, but 24 hours, how much would that be for you to post? What's your budget? 24 hours. I don't, I don't really have a budget. Like, it's more like what you want to do. Give me a thousand, I'll leave it up for 24 hours. Okay, a thousand? Okay, cool. <laughs> cool. 
Man, you've been you've been working with us a lot, and I really appreciate that because I know that you're really worth this. But you said a thousand, and you know what? Just so I make sure I don't taint your page, because I know it's some sometimes it's hard to do promotions. How much for four hours? Uh, you five hundred. Five hundred, perfect. So now now I've solidified the deal five hundred. I've seen the money and I've seen the stuff. Now let me tell you why that's so important. He said two thousand dollars, and I got him all the way down to five hundred. Right mm. now, listen to this. With Instagram, you're only really visible for the first four hours. So that's the most prominent time to be on somebody's page for four hours, right? Mm. So Instagram's going to show you and push you through it because it's four hours, it's new content, right? And then you're going to get a lot of interaction on it because you like the swear by college stuff is clean and you're mm. going to look good doing it. And you're gonna, it's going to do so well on your page that you're not going to take it down. I've done the four-hour play with so many people and they never took the post down because they enjoy our stuff. And they see, oh, HBC, rep your... And I always tell people, rep your, put, put uh, rep your HBC below. It'll give you more comments. Everybody know that. Everybody wants to talk about the HBC. teaching me how to, get, how to make my joint live. So now That's I'm crazy. getting you comments, but this is, here's the key play. I paid 500, right? So that means I have 1,500 that I would have paid that I have to spend now. So what I do is I pay for shout outs on pages based off of your image. So if you post my, my hoodie, I'll pay black millionaires, I'll pay the brand startup, I'll pay the share room, and I'll use that money to promote your post. And now you're like, bro, why are all these people reposting this? And now you can't take it down because everybody shouted you out for it. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. So now... You're like, man, I put on support by college hoodie and bruh, I, it went crazy. You, you got ran. I got shouted out. I got, I got more interaction than I normally get. And then I also just like the hoodie. Four-hour play. You're so smart. I want to partner with you on something. I don't <laughs> even know what it, it is yet, but I just need you as a partner. To, like, <laughs> the way you think is just so different, man. <laughs> Thank man, you. Yo, congrats on everything. Thank man. you. I appreciate this it. I appreciate it. absolutely amazing. And you are still... So unsuspecting, bro. I know you. I didn't know you was doing a minimum of 500,000. I'm like, you're just so, like, regular. You and Justin, y'all just so regular. You know I, mean? Like, I mean, like, I, we're not leading with money because that's not important. Yeah. It's like impact. Lead with impact. Impact over income every time. So for us, I remember when I wasn't in this position. Mm -hmm. So it, it would be weird for me to, like, try to be like, oh, I make this amount of money. Like, look at me. Mm -hmm. Because, like, bro, four years ago, I wasn't making this money. Mm. Three years, two years ago, I wasn't making this money. Like pre-pandemic, I wasn't making right. this money. It's like <laughs> right. it's it's still so new to me, and I don't think you should change because of the amount of money you make. Like money shouldn't change somebody because that that's not right. I'm not doing it for the money, so it has no effect on how I act. Now, obviously, I'm accessible to more things, so I just bought a house, cool. But I'm not like leading, like oh, you know, let me show you my keys. It's kind of just like. This is a part of you who I am. You did show us your shower the other day with the control tip. I did show you the shower, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. He said, yo, look at my shower. I was like, yo, that's crazy. All right. Um, yo, thank you so much, man. I got to do a quick commercial real quick. And uh, you know, we could be doing commercials to support black colleges. I don't know. For sure. I feel like you need to sponsor the podcast somehow. How much you need? How much you know, need? Man. Let's do it for four hours. I don't know. Neil's... <laughs> Nah, but you got to start with that. You know what I mean? You got to start. You crazy. Man, look, this, this podcast is sponsored by The Morning Meetup, themorningmeetup.com, the only organization that gathers every single day. I, you, you was on there. You was yeah. on there the other It's uh, fire, other man. Day. If y'all ain't in there, listen. And, I, and he didn't pay me to say this, but uh, if, you were, if you're not in there, you have to get in there. Even after the morning meetup, I've been giving game to some of the people who ask me questions about it Thank because you. I just want to. It's fun. And I know that if you were Shans, 
then you cool with me. So definitely get in there. It's a bunch of people, not just me, Justin, me. I mean, I've seen people, Dewan, you got Jeff, I mean, Jose. Yeah, everybody. The list, the, the list of names goes on and on. So definitely become a part of that. Oh, for sure, man. Go to themorningmeetup.com. The only thing standing between you and success, this community, the, the mentorships is $1. Mm-hmm. You can, enro- you can enroll for a dollar, right? Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, Information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. Now, themorningmeetup.com. Try it out for seven days. It's $79 a month after that if you want to stay, which is $3 a day or $2 a day, like two something a day. Um, or you can just leave. It's cool. No problem. No, uh, no hard feelings. Okay. So go to themorningmeetup.com. Corey, thank you, my brother. Yes, sir. Thank you, thank you, thank yes, you. Sir. And you never know. We might have to, we, I, I, we're going to start a podcast together, man. Right, let's this do it. Fun. You know, we, we have a Sport by Koch podcast that we never, uh, we have three episodes on there. I, was, I wasn't going to say it, but I was, I was going to say that. I was thinking that. I was like, yo, that would be dope. We have one, but we never, we never do anything with it. You need You should, you should watch the episode. It's, it's, it's actually pretty good. You need me. Yeah, we definitely need you. <laughs> you feel and me? And you went to HBCU. Yeah, and we, we, we would HBCU. love to have you. We would love to have you. That could be a play, though. That I'm with a, it. I'm with that. That could be a play. Play. Justin, I've signed off on this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. All right, man. Yo, again, thank you so much. Oh, so, oh, bro, what are the books? Tell me the books, bro. What are the, the three books? So, it's three books. It's called the E-Commerce Mastery Bundle. You don't care. None about y'all little sales Listen. and buying the book. Like, okay, what are the books? I'm only doing this because he's making me. But uh, the E-Commerce Mastery Bundle. Yep. So, it's Influencer Marketing Cheat Sheet. Yep. It's the 10 Shopify apps that changed my business. Mm. Literally made me over $500,000. And then the last one is how to build an e-commerce community. So it, I basically teach how we, if you went to our last mastermind, we did a 100K drop live. We dropped the product, made 100K in eight hours in front of people. And so I teach you, it's all about community. We ran no ads. We didn't do any of that. We literally just sent text messages. Uh, we sent emails and we built our community. So. And what's the bundle? 300? So the, nah, man. So the bundle was, uh, I think, 60. I made it 49.99 for all three books. Really? Yep. Normally I ask for a discount, but you like a, a discount, discount for for like the social proof podcast listeners. But I mean, I feel bad asking for a discount on fifty bucks for three bucks. Listen, whatever you need, bro, I got you. <laughs> All right, need. we'll have something in there. Yeah, promo code social proof. We'll do a pro- we'll do a promo code. That's easy. Yeah, social proof. I mean. Yeah, first of all, y'all need to just buy it without the promo code. But um, yes, yeah, so we'll, we'll have a link below so you can check that out. Um, Corey, again, thank you so much, my brother. Uh, I, I got to ask you, um, where do you see yourself in the next five to 10 years? Because mm. we're going to watch this in yeah. five to 10 years, and we're going to see whether you did what you are about to tell us that you see for yourself in five to 10 years. So what do you think? Five to 10 years, five and 10, 10 is different. I say 10 years, I will be retired. Done. Yeah, for sure. 
Easily. How much would you sell this brand for right now? Mm, 500 million. You can have it today. Today? And, and I would leave America. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be living my best life. Right. I think people say these like crazy, I mean, 500 million is a crazy number, but I'm saying like, oh, you got to buy me for 1 billion. Like to live a high standard of life, you don't need that much money. You don't, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, 30 mil, I could live my life the way I want to live it. Let me get it for 30. I can't. No, I, I didn't say I was selling it for 30. Oh. I'm just saying, you know. But right. 500 mil, I would sell today. 100%. Without Justin's permission. And what would you do? Yeah, he'd take it to. <laughs> I just give him 250. He'd be like, hey, here's 250 million. Have fun. He's for sure moving to Guam. For or somewhere. sure. <laughs> for sure. He's going to build a small city in Belize right. and, and just live his life. So, oh, for sure. Okay, yeah, so but I, I want to be retired. Retired. And uh, what that means is it doesn't mean I'm not working. I don't want to own the company anymore. I want to be the owner, but I don't want to be the CEO of it. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to still have my messaging and the things we do, but I don't want to actually be working in it mm -hmm. at all. Just what would maybe, you do? What would life look like for you? I would just be hanging out with my family. So I, as you know, my girlfriend's a doctor. Mm -hmm. So we live off her paycheck and I would just save my money. I heard that. And, you know what I'm saying? I feel like. <laughs> have a few kids, you know, right. have a few houses and just travel and live life. That's crazy you said that out loud, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tell her every day, I told her parents, as soon as she becomes a doctor, I'm retiring. You're done. I'm done, even though I'm not really going to be done. <laughs> right, for sure. Because that'll be uh, next year. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah, I want to just travel and live life. I feel yeah. like we feel like we have to work all our lives and then spend five years traveling. Like, no. At 40, I want to be traveling and I want to be doing what I want to do while I'm able-bodied and can walk and remember yeah. and enjoy things. So When you yeah. get married? I don't know. That's a tough one. <laughs> My man got all the answers for everything except for... <laughs> let, me, let, me you, let, me you, let me tell you the reason why I don't know. It's because after... So after you uh, finish med school, you, ha you have your residency. We don't know where she's going to be placed yet. So, like, we've never been apart. So we want to see what that's like, you know. Not to say that you can't get married while doing I it, see, but... I feel like... It's, it's kind of different if we have to move. I, I may have to move somewhere. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I'm encouraging her to stay at Emory to do her um, residency. That way, she's easy. I already got a house here. Why yeah. not? You know, so um, after this residency thing, we'll figure it out. I'm not against marriage at all. I just... Is she it, with it? Is she ready? She's with it. I don't know if she's ready, though. Yeah. She's with it, but I don't know if she's yeah, ready. Yeah, that's two different things. And she's... she's So she's Indian and Black. So that Indian side of her family is very, like, traditional. Mm. They don't... they when she, when she told them that I had a clothing line, they're like, a what? Like, I'm like, <laughs> you can't tell them like that. Right, right. I would be like, what? My, right, my right. girl's about to be a doctor. You can't with a cold line. <laughs> right, right. But then once she explained it, it was like, okay, cool. Yeah. But they're still kind of like, entrepreneurship is a very foreign language mm. to them. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. But, they, but they're amazing. I love them. They're, they're cool people. Marriage is in that five to ten. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, all right. I would hope so. Be with somebody for ten years and not marry him. It's kind of crazy, but... That's, some, that's, some, that's somebody else's business. Yeah, for sure. That'd be a whole nother <laughs> podcast. Look, man, uh, again, make sure y'all follow my brother Corey, man. Just a good overall dude. Um, support the book. Get it below. Social Proof. Uh, 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 promo code, Social Proof, all one word. We'll work that out, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, I need you to close this out, man. Um, just put a bow, bow on this whole conversation. We talked about so much. I know. Um, and just leave the people with something, bro. Yeah, I would say for anybody in entrepreneurship, just keep going, right? And one thing you have to stop doing is looking at other people's journey to determine yours. Mm -hmm. So many times we look left and right, and when we're running this race, we end up getting caught up or behind because we're looking at what everybody else is doing. So for any entrepreneurs out there, don't look at my journey. Don't look at Shan's journey. Don't look at anybody else's journey to determine what you should be doing. Run your path, run your race, and do your thing, and you, it'll all work out at the end. 
Can't close it out no better than that, man. Do me a favor. Do you a favor. Do yourself a favor. One, follow Corey. Two, I need you to go get you some social proof, meaning I want you to go build something. Spend all the time, energy, money, attention, the focus on this thing and build it. But as it's built, I need you to go back to your community and teach your community how you did that thing. All right? We are out of here. Peace. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays, and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com ah spring nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive, and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at chime.com build. That's chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.